Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's own local program for hyperlocal news and community affairs programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. State Senator Will Brownsberger is seeking people who are interested in participating in the March 2019 Citizens Legislature. Contact information can be obtained from Quinn Diaz in Senator Brownsberger's office. Diaz's email is quinn.diaz at masenate.gov. Belmont has hired a new assistant town administrator. John Marshall will begin his job on January 22, 2019. Joanna Juvelist sat down and talked with John about his new adventure. Started in Arlington in September 2016. Uh, prior to that, I was uh, working for the town of Natick. Uh, I was the director um, from 2012 until I took the position in Arlington. Uh, and prior to that, uh, I was the program director. Uh, I had started as the program director in Natick uh, back in 2004. Uh, prior to that, uh, I had every part-time recreation job imaginable. Uh, I got to be a lifeguard in the summer, camp counselor, so um, it was great experience for what I'm doing now. And um, it was my first kind of step into municipal government. I think recreation has really paved the way for uh, where I am now and what I want to do in the future. Why do you love the field? I think... Um, municipal government being able to be a public servant and bring residents together to impact uh, how communities operate um, there's nothing greater than them being able to do that uh, and i've been lucky to um, do that at the recreation level for a number of years and i'm looking forward to um, combining my recreation experience and also um, take on some new new opportunities uh, as the assistant town uh, administrator. Any any kind of programs that you'd like to see in, in Belmont that we don't have? Um, in, in looking through the program guide, uh, I think there's opportunities. Um, there's always niche type programs. Uh, I was actually impressed um, with the uh, cooking program that the department offers. Um, I think there's opportunity to um, do some STEM programming um, and, um, you know, and looking at what the youth organizations offer in the community to also uh, expand on some of the um, sports opportunities. Obviously, we don't want to impact the groups that are um, kind of the, the prime um, supporters of those uh, with the youth organizations, but there's um, an opportunity to look at some of those gaps in age groups and times of year when those are served uh, and to try to um, add some additional offerings. Uh, I think if we can grow the volume of programs offered, we can keep the costs low uh, and at the same time uh, try to be as cost recovery as possible. Hello everyone and welcome to This Week in the Belmont Citizen Herald, Belmont's online and print source of news. I have with me today Joanna Juvelis, who is the multimedia journalist for the Citizen Herald. Thanks for stopping over. Happy to be here, Roger. Happy Happy holidays. Thank you. You're Love your tie. Very, you're looking very Christmassy. <laughs> Feeling Christmassy, I guess. <laughs> Glenn Castro, who is a longtime town employee, uh, has received a promotion. 
Yes, Patrice Garvin, town administrator, reclassified his position from to be become a budget director from the budget analyst that he is now, which makes him a department head as of December 24th, and he'll be getting a raise of $9,200 a year. And it is an important time on the town budget because town finances are tight. Right, and Patrice Garvin really thinks it's important that he is on a level playing field and that he's a de department head and no longer a subordinate. And this will not affect the town budget, she said. Maybe in 2020 it'll, it'll add $1,500, but it's, it's not going to affect the town budget. Oh, well, that's great. Congratulations to Glenn. She, she figures out how to do things, you know, and maintain, maintain the budget. Yes. yes, she found another solution. That's great. Uh, let's talk about trash on the town's uh, uh, playing fields and parks. There has been mm -hmm. a, a change in policy. Right. Well, as you know, 13 weeks ago, they brought the barrels back after removing the barrels from all the parks right. because of the rat issue. And so for the past 13 weeks, DPW Director Jay Marcotte has been monitoring how much trash they're picking up on the weekends and holidays. He said it's been about 300 bags of trash and they've spent about $8,200 in overtime. And it was needed because barrels were overflowing when the weather was warmer, but now he sees the trend slowing down and he's recommending just maybe for the next month to just pick up on Saturdays and he'll monitor how that goes. Now, and the rats have not come back, you said? No, they're continuing to treat monthly for the and rats. The cold weather has no impact on that? Cold weather would not deter the rats. They still have to treat, according to Jay. That's great. So we will see what happens over the next few months. Yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, the school committee has made a potentially huge decision regarding the, uh, the new ice rink, or a new ice rink. Right. So Belmont Youth Hockey is proposing a public-private partnership. They want to build a brand new athletic facility to replace the current Skip Figlarolo rink, which is deteriorating at a rapid pace. And everybody agrees that that rink needs to Everybody be agrees. It's just a question of where. So there are two potential locations, and the school committee agreed to allow this, the school to be considered as one of the sites, the school property, the school high school campus, to be considered as one of the sites for the project. They haven't made a decision yet. There'll be a public forum in early in the new year to get public input about the school as a potential site. The incinerator site is still being considered, but it does have issues. The town's environmental engineer said there would be issues with timing because it could take up to four years to get a permit. And there's also issues with the foundation and the additional cost that it would require because there's 40 feet of historic landfill on the site and, the, and there could be settlement issues. So they really have to put a lot of money into the foundation and do a geotechnical assessment. <laughs> it's, it's very technical. But the process continues. The process continues and there'll be a lot more early in the new year to, to listen In January for. with this public forum. Right. Thank you very much, uh, and again, happy holidays. You too. Belmont Recreation Ski Neshoba is one of the oldest and most popular programs of the Belmont Recreation Department. Kids in grades 5 through 12 are bused to and from the Neshoba Ski Valley Recreation Area on six Saturdays over the season. Longtime volunteer and coordinator Paul Graham is celebrating 40 years with the program. We had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Paul. And as a note, 
it's not too late to enroll in the Ski Neshoba program. There is a deadline to sign up of January 3rd, 2019. Contact the Belmont Recreation Department. Right now, we're just outside the second floor of the Homer Municipal Building um, at our Neshoba Valley Prefit Night. The Ski Neshoba program is one of our most long-standing programs at the Recreation Department. Um, it's a ski trip. It runs six nights, starts the first weekend in January. The Recreation Department uh, coordinates the program. We set it all up. However, we rely heavily on volunteers. We, we do have a very uh, special volunteer. Uh, it's Paul Graham. This year, he's celebrating uh, a very important milestone in the Neshoba Valley program. Uh, it's his 40th year. As much as we couldn't have a program without parent volunteers, we wouldn't have a program without Paul Graham because uh, he's actually responsible for the conception of, of this program. Uh, so high school uh, children came to me and asked me to start something for the older kids. So I asked them what they wanted to do. They said ski, so I called the Shoba Valley and we set it up and the rest is history. My background, I was a physical education teacher for a few years. Next year will be my 50th year coaching. I was also uh, on the rec commission for 24 years, 10 of which I was a chairman. I enjoy it. I love having things for our children to do, and the children love it. The program is for all people, from beginners to advanced, from fifth grade up through the 12th grade. The uh, mountain is a very intermediate mountain, so uh, most of the children get to advance very quickly on the terrain that they have. You know, I'm there half hour, 45 minutes before the buses get there. I talk to every child and tell them what's expected of them, where to find me, where to find the chaperones, so all your parents know that your children are in good hands and they're having a lot of fun with, their, with all their friends. You know, you can't put a price uh, on experience, and Paul certainly has that. Um, so he knows uh, Neshoba Valley uh, inside and out. There's no better person uh, to be on site at the program and also to uh, share the passion for the program as well. I've talked to a couple parents this year that last year was their first year and now they go on ski vacations in the winter because the kids like it so much. So they, uh, they progress and uh, very important. Athletics and children are just my life. I, I love them. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian. I have with me today Franklin Tucker, who is the editor and publisher of the Belmontonian, Belmont's online source of hyperlocal news. Thanks for stopping over. Oh, thank you. It's only December and we have a candidate for the school committee. That's right. Uh, a gentleman who has never run for any office uh, that I could see, uh, and his name is uh, Peter Penn. Traz Alopoulos. Um, uh, he is uh, from Winslow Street and he's going to run for uh, uh, um, uh, school committee. And he doesn't know whether he's going to run for the one year seat or the three year seat, but he's interested. Uh, he has a business background, he has an MBA and, um, uh, and, and some other fancy degrees. <laughs> is <laughs> but there but, a. He sounds like a very interesting candidate, you know, it's very. Financially, you know, um, he wants to do a lot of policy and, and, and wants to look at finances uh, for the schools, you know, to keep taxpayers, you know, well informed. That's great. As long as we're talking about the schools, there is uh, 
construction that has already started on the new 7 through 12 school? Not only a little bit of construction, uh, quite a bit, and especially after when, when the uh, new year starts, um, or, or just after the uh, school recess starts, uh, we're seeing derricks. Uh, uh, they look like oil derricks, um, uh, but they're not. They're basically they're looking into the ground, 500 feet into the ground, to look at uh, geothermal, whether they can find uh, geothermal sources that they can have a geothermal heating and cooling system at the high school, which is a great green uh, energy right there. We're also seeing they're going to be starting to take apart uh, the old high school to get rid of uh, asbestos and other uh, material. They're going to be doing that at the, at the field house site. And they're putting up uh, a lot of other uh, interesting things. So construction is, is actually going forward. So we didn't have to wait till June. <laughs> That's great. There uh, has been a recent, I don't know if it rises to the level of a movement, but a lot of discussion in Belmont on this concept called restorative justice? That's right. And the Belmont Police Department has joined about uh, two dozen other local police departments around the, uh, around the eastern Massachusetts with a uh, project called uh, Communities for uh, Restorative Justice. Um, it, is, it is a group that basically tells police uh, if there's cases that really are kind of minimal, you know, whether it's an assault, you know, a simple assault and battery, a breaking and entering, you know, these are still things that, that cause people to feel they've been violated and whether they ever get any kind of real justice. You know, you could throw the you could throw somebody in jail, the perpetrator in jail, and throw away the key, but does that really solve the problem? And they found out that when you, when you bring the two groups together, the victim and the perpetrator, and, and talk it out and realize what, what has been done, uh, that, that people, that, that victims feel that they've gotten justice and they're feeling better about themselves, you know, because they've, they've, they've met and talked to the person. The perpetrator also, he feels, there's, a, there's a, uh, a sense of empathy that now. And what this also does is it prevents people from just being thrown in jail. So you have a lowering of, of the, uh, of the uh, uh, prison or jail population. And it, it turns out that the recidivism rate is only 16% with this restorative justice, while it's around 31% the, the regular way. So this sounds like a great idea, and the, and the Belmont Police Department is all in on this. I was going to say, the Belmont Police have signed off on this, the Board of Selectmen have signed off on, mm -hmm. on this, and, and... And two officers are taking training in this. So we're, and now basically what they're asking for, this group is asking, is that civilians uh, join in and become volunteers. So thanks for bringing up, uh, us up to date uh, on that. Thank you very much. Belmont's Hag Hovsepian is a college sophomore studying music in Cleveland. Just last summer, however, Hovsepian played a violin solo with the Boston Pops Orchestra. Here is his profile. My name is Hag Hovsepian. I'm a sophomore at the Cleveland Institute of Music, and I've been playing violin since I've been four years old. My two main instruments are violin and saxophone. Um, I am learning a little bit of piano at the Cleveland Institute of Music. Um, I've played clarinet in the past, and I've also played an Armenian instrument, which is called shuvi. But violin is, is my main area of focus, and so that's where really my passion lies. So I studied uh, music and violin at the New England Conservatory, NEC, with Lin Chang and Angelo Shanyu. I've had many private teachers there, and I've also taken, when I was younger, I've, I've taken private lessons with Anna Karsunsky, Mark Lakirovich. I'm studying now at the Cleveland Institute of Music in Ohio, and I absolutely love the school. I couldn't be happier.
My passion lies a lot in solo and chamber mostly because in solo I, I feel like I can express myself more and you know, you know tell my own story and in chamber it's it's almost like you become one with a very small group of people and you communicate and you tell a story together. Telling the story through music is something that takes a lot of patience and a lot of time to, to think about. And through that process is when you learn how to really convey the story to your audiences. And it's, I always like to think of it as kind of a universal language that you can really just speak to anyone in the world. You know, my favorite composer might have to be Adam Khachaturian, he's an Armenian composer. There's so much liveliness to it, so much joy, but there's also a lot of, there's a range of emotions, but when there's the joyous sections of his piece, it's just such a celebration and it makes, it makes you feel so happy. You know, there's so many great composers I can't really pick, uh, but I, I just remember playing Adam Khachaturian's violin concerto. That hit home with me because uh, me being Armenian is a very big part of uh, who I am and how I interpret my, my playing. And playing an Armenian concerto um, and performing it for audiences who might not know that music very well was, was very uh, important for me. I played with the Boston Pops in the summer of 2018 um, after winning the BSO concerto competition the previous year. It's really been a dream of mine ever since I was a young kid. Um, I remember seeing my first concert there. And I, I almost made myself a promise when I was there and I said, you know, one day that's going to be me. And when I finally, you know, was able to fulfill that dream, I, it, was, it was almost surreal. I was up on stage and it, almost, it just didn't feel real to me for, for a little bit. So it was, it was really a dream come true. It was such an amazing experience. Some of the venues I've performed at have been Jordan Hall at NEC, uh, Symphony Hall in Boston, Carnegie Hall, um, Severance Hall in Cleveland with the uh, CIM Orchestra, and Sanders Theater, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot. Oh, music has been my passion ever since I can remember, and I, I can't really picture my life any different without it. Every holiday season, the Belmont Garden Club makes holiday wreaths to donate to the Belmont Food Pantry. Let's take a look at what goes into it all. The Belmont Garden Club is having a wreath workshop. We've purchased wreaths from Pemberton Farms at a great discount. We've purchased all the things, the all the decorations. Angela Alexandra has kindly made all the bows and ladies from the Garden Club are volunteering to decorate the 50 wreaths that will deliver to the food pantry for their clients to pick up this evening. I just love the idea that people are going to come into the food bank and they're going to get this gift to put on their door or inside, something that they really can't afford to go and buy themselves. They take real pleasure in picking out the one they want. I guess the food bank hangs them all up on the wall. It's really nice. You find the top and then you work like this. And the last thing would be the, the bow. Oh, that's cute. Okay? I want to keep it simple. 
I decided to start with the bow because it's so beautiful. Make this the center of it and then work around it that way. So we'll see what happens next. <laughs> it involves a lot of coordination. Deb is very good at scouting out the best baubles to put on, the best decorations, little gingerbread men, uh, I go to Mahoney's and get everything at the 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 for the on sale things. Um, I go everywhere. I'll go to Michael's. So we deliver them as soon as they're finished. We drive them over to the Mount Hope Church, and Laurie Graham will be waiting for us. And then when they come in tonight for their gift cards, they will have a choice. We're totally behind the scenes, as we are in yes. so many things around town. Yeah, we like to be behind the scenes. It brings hope to people who perhaps need a little uplift at this time of year, and we're happy to share. And we love making the wreaths, and um, we make kids' wreaths too, so the kids can enjoy also. And there's also the camaraderie, as you can see in the yeah. background, of over two dozen women talking and enjoying themselves for a good deed. Yeah. Here's Jane Peters with a look at what there is to do in Belmont in the coming week. Hello everybody, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for the next few weeks. School vacation is a great time to bring your grandchild to the movies. Enjoy the feature film Toy Story at the Beach Street Center on Friday, December 28th at 1 p.m. as Lost Toys Woody and Buzz team up to get back home. Enjoy popcorn and laughs with this free showing of a classic family movie. Mad Science offers a school break NASA workshop week for kids ages 5 through 12 from 9.30 to 12.30. Kids will discover comets, planets, stars, learn about the four forces of flight, the challenges of space travel, and even participate in a rocket launch. Parents can register for this program at madscience.org. Belmont residents can put their Christmas trees curbside to be picked up by waste management between January 7th to the 17th. The DPW will also be hosting a recycling event on Saturday, January 5th from 9 a.m. to noon at the DPW yard. Be sure to keep your accumulating cardboard over the holidays dry and flat to drop off at this event. Parents can sign up children's ages 3 and up to learn to skate with the Recreation Department. Children's ice skating lessons take place at the Skip Vigorillo rink on Saturdays starting on January 5th. These classes will help younger students develop coordination and strength and will teach older skaters fundamental moves such as stops, crossovers, and turns. All skaters aged 10 and up can take figure skating lessons on Sundays beginning on January 6th. Parents can register on the Recreation website or by calling or visiting the Rec Department. Belmont Recreation is also offering another Parents' Night Out on January 11th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Beach Street Center. Kids can be dropped off to enjoy a craft project, fun and games, and a movie with rec staff, giving parents a well-deserved break to enjoy a night out. Watch the BHS Varsity Boys Basketball Team take on Algonquin Regional at TD Garden on Sunday, January 6th as part of the Good Sports TD Garden Invitational. You can catch the Belmont matchup at 5 p.m., Visit the Marauder Basketball website for more info about where to purchase tickets to this game. Welcome in the new year by helping Habitat prune, tend trails, clear brush, and more on Sunday, January 6th from 1 to 3 p.m. 
Children under 9th grade must be accompanied by an adult, but this volunteer event is free and suitable for all ages. Tools and gloves will be provided. Register at massautobahn.org. Gaining confidence is something many struggle with in their teen years. How does that affect our writing and reading of characters going through the same challenges? Erin Cashman, Sarah Fariesen, and Adrian Kisner will be tackling this question and talking about their writing process in a young adult panel at Belmont Books on Tuesday, January 8th at 7. Book lovers rejoice. Start reading now to join in on the senior book discussion of Jane Austen's Mansfield Park on January 11th at the Beach Street Center. And the Public Library's Belmont Book Discussion kicks off 2019 with Elizabeth Strout's Anything is Possible on January 16th in the library's flat room. And parent-child groups who would like to join the Parent-Child Book Club can get a jump on Eleanor Estes's The Hundred Dresses. Registered families can pick up a copy of the book at the children's room desk. This club meets on the 16th at 6.30 in the assembly room. And that's all for the community calendar. If you would like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Belmont's Family Children Film Festival will be presented as usual over the Martin Luther King holiday. Ellen Gittleman will be on the Belmont Journal to talk about the film festival on a special Belmont Journal program on January 4th. Be sure to tune in. Let's listen in today as children's author Mo Willems talks about the festival. Oh, hello. It's Mo Willems here, the author and illustrator of some little books like Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. You know, the Belmont 16th Annual Family Film Festival is an incredible experience. They take the best films for children from around the world and they will show them from January 18th to January 21st of 2019. It's something not to miss. And you know, when they run out of the world's greatest films, sometimes they show films based on, on my books. Well, I hope you enjoy the festival. That's a fun, that's a good pick. Oh, yeah, that's good. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Belmont Journal. Thank you for watching. I'm your host, Roger Colton. I will see you again next time.